Hello and welcome to Unbreak Your Health, the podcast program about the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'm Alan Smith in Plano, Texas, author of Unbreak Your Health, the complete guide to complementary and alternative therapies. And today our topic is naturopathic medicine. And our guest is Dr. Wayne Chikowitz, a naturopathic physician who has been on the faculty of the National College of Naturopathic Medicine since 1983 and is currently their academic dean. He is also a fellow of the American Back Society, a diplomate of the American Academy of Pain, and a member of the American College of Sports Medicine, American Society of Laser, and the North American Naturopathic Association, along with serving as the president of the American College of Physical Medicine. Doesn't the word napropathy come from the Czech word napravitz, meaning to correct, and the Greek word pathos for suffering? Yes, it does. Our founder was uh, Dr. Oakley Smith, and if I could tell you a little bit about Dr. Oakley Smith, I think you'll find it very interesting. Dr. Smith was born on January the 19th, 1880, at his family farm in West Branch, Iowa, which is near Iowa City. And he developed scarlet fever at the age of four, that would be approximately 1884, leaving him in very poor health for more than 16 years. At the age of five, he was taken by his parents to see a doctor, Dr. Hauser, which was a well-known medical doctor practicing in Iowa City, but he didn't benefit at all from any of Dr. Hauser's treatments. So then at the age of 10 or 11, around 1890 or so, the family moved to Eugene, Oregon for uh, two years, and while living in Eugene, Oregon, they brought young Oakley to someplace called Foley Springs, which was about 60 miles east of Eugene, Oregon, in the Cascade Mountains, in hopes that the water and the climate would bring about a cure for him. We stayed there for the summer and fall, but again, he received no benefit. During this time, the family tried another water cure and went to cold water with sodium enriched at the Sodaville Springs. And at that time, again, he went to see a young guy called Dr. Snodgrass, who was prescribing a winter green tasting medication. Again, he didn't receive any benefit from this type of medication. They moved back then to Iowa, and uh, within a few weeks of moving back to Iowa, they heard of a homeopath named Dr. Newberry. So young Oakley was under Dr. Newberry's care for about two years. Within two or three months of moving back to Iowa, the family learned of chiropractic medicine and traveled 60 miles to Davenport, Iowa, where he was treated by D.D. Palmer who um, was the founder of chiropractic medicine. He was treated for about five months. You know, Oakley was about 17 years old, and he still wasn't doing well, and he heard of osteopathic medicine, and they took him to see A.T. Still uh, Osteopathic Infirmary in uh, Kirksville, Missouri, and he was seen by Dr. Charles Still, D.O., which was the son and founder of osteopathic medicine. And unfortunately, again, he didn't receive any benefit from treatment. And, you know... Between 1897 and 1899, he attended D.D. Palmer's Chiropractic College in Davenport, where he was the fourth graduate of the class. He then attended medical school at the University of Iowa for two years as a special student. And the family, you know, lived just about 16 blocks from the University of Iowa out there in uh, near Iowa City. And he uh, started looking at different types of manipulative therapy and, you know, trying to see what would work and what wouldn't work. He arrived in in, uh, Chicago, Illinois, about 1901, and he opened up his first office at State Madison here in in Chicago. 
and here he started working. And then he heard that in Europe they were utilizing a form of manipulation that was very different than chiropractic, different than osteopathic, and he wanted to know what this was about, and they called it Napravit. So he journeyed out to Czechoslovakia to watch the practitioners over there use this type of technique, and he brought it back to the United States because they called it in Czechoslovakia something like Bohemian chiropractic, Napravit, to fix or correct sufferings. And Oakley opened up his first school of napropathy in 1907. The college was the Oakley Smith College of Napropathy, and it was located at uh, Wabash Street here in Chicago, and it was later renamed the Chicago College of Napropathy, and today we know it as the National College of Napropathic Medicine. So that's a little bit of the story of how nephropathy was founded. So nephropathy has been around for over 100 years now. Yes, the college just last year celebrated its 100th anniversary. Now, I did say 1907. However, you know, when we look back on our records, the first charter that we could find definitely showed it at 1908. So we go by 1908 today, even though in the history we say 1907, because that's pretty much when he founded it. The difference basically is between chiropractic medicine and naturopathic medicine is our delivery of treatments. We use bones as levers, and we really don't believe in the philosophy of subluxations. What we believe in is that there are very, very tight ligaments, and they need to be unwound and stretched in the area. He termed it the stretch and buckle rule, which we use today in our schools where we teach that same method and technique on how to release ligaments that may be causing an impingement on blood vessels or on nerves that go throughout the system. So basically, we do a different type of charting that no one else does. We call it chartology, where we take tension findings on ligaments along with hyperesthetic findings, pain findings. And that tells us which way the ligaments are bundled or twisted or contracted by the tension we feel and by the amount of pain in that area. So then what we do is we use different parts of our hand that we have numbered that we know different techniques to do to gently stretch those tight ligaments and release those encapsulated blood vessels or ligaments that are being so tightened causing a deficiency throughout the body. Where in chiropractic, they believe in subluxation and they believe uh, of a more harder thrust that they give. We don't do any hard thrusts. Ours is very, very simple and gentle stretching. Not to say there's anything wrong with chiropractic because many of my friends are chiropractors and I have osteopaths out there. I think there there is room, you know, in this great galaxy of ours for many, many disciplines in treating connective tissue damage. It was the chiropractors that got to validate what they were talking about because of the use of x-ray. Unfortunately, all these years, connective tissue doesn't show up on x-ray, as we all know. It wasn't until the development of the MRI that came out that we could validate napropathic medicine, which we can do today by showing the difference between a tight ligament and an loosened ligament. 
problems with the nerves and ligaments and tendons can cause other health problems too, like digestive issues, can't they? They can, and depending on where you're going along the spine, as we take tension findings, it's very interesting. You know, when I, I've been in practice now 30 years, and I could remember back when I first started practicing, a podiatrist had brought his wife into my office, and I began treating her for incontinence. And believe it or not, after the second treatment, he said, it's a miracle. She no longer has to wear a diaper. He said, she is fine. And it's because of those ligaments that are causing contraction on various nerves as you go down the spine to release them. And and there are different types of treatments that we do, whether we go steady or a little bit faster, that we could engage into either a vasoconstriction of the area or a vasodilation of the area depending on what we want to do. So if someone is having urinary problems with incontinence, we do a different technique. Or if someone is having bladder problems, like a prostate problem where they fully don't empty the bladder, we could do the reverse just by our technique. Listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, then you'll love my new book. The second edition of How to Unbreak Your Health is your map to the world of complementary and alternative therapies. It features a new user-friendly format and 339 new and updated listings in 150 different categories. And you can get it on Amazon.com or at your local bookstore. Doctors of naturopathic medicine also use treatments today like ultrasound and heat and cold therapies, even cold lasers, don't they? Oh, yes. When we began treating, we we only used our hands back into the you know, early 1900s, and then as the development of physiological therapeutics developed with the use of ultrasounds and diathermies and hot packs and cold packs, uh, we began encompassing that in, in our practice, and we have continued to expand. It's interesting, my own equipment in my office has changed many, many times over the years because we have different frequencies that come out. My first laser was 500 hertz, and, you know, we're up to a laser now that's 225,000. It is wonderful the way lasers work. I mean, we have used laser now for carpal tunnel syndrome. I use laser a lot in my office. We also use it for addiction. We have used a laser into the ear for smoking cessation and for weight control as well as for other addictions, including alcoholism. Which leads me right into my next question beautifully. What kinds of health problems respond especially well to this kind of therapy? Oh, you know, we are connective tissue people, although in naturopaths, there are some naturopaths that specialize with children, do pediatric naturopathic medicine. My practice has been pain management and geriatrics. My oldest patient was in last Monday. She's 101 years old. God bless her. And she comes in. And we treat, you know, low back, neck, shoulder, knee problems, fibromyalgia conditions. Napropaths today can also just do female issues. So we have a lot of napropaths at work with just women who have menstrual problems, who have incontinence, who have problems with infertility. Some do family practice where you, you treat a little bit of everything. And in some towns, you know, the naturopath may be the only person in and around, so they get to see 
quite a lot of different things in their office as the patient will come in because not only do we do connective tissue, but we do nutritional counseling as well. And, you know, with nutrition, everything, basically the common denominator is usually nutrition. So we could look at different symptoms and, you know, the body does talk and if the body starts telling us that, you know, there, there is a problem, for instance, sores at the side of the mouth, you know, is a B deficiency. So, you know, we can look at that or if we look into the eyes and we see some problems going on or the fingernails, this is all related to nutrition because the body will tell you when there is a deficiency. So napropaths not only use the ultrasounds, the diathermies, the electrical stimulators, and even today we're using energy medicine, which we find very, very interesting. By using energy, we use something called a scanner, and this has been very, very useful in treating patients with acute and chronic pain. And it was developed in Russia for the cosmonauts when they went out into space so that if they did get injured or hurt out there, they would have some type of equipment to help them with the inflammation and with the pain. It was brought here. There was a doctor called Dr. Irina who's a good friend of mine, who brought that into the United States now, these scanners. And we have one in our office, which it is truly, truly remarkable. The scanner will go onto an area, and we could tell by the, by the movement of this instrument if an area becomes very, very sticky or if an area becomes very sore or red as we're working the area. We just keep the scanner on there, and it talks to your brain and it actually will heal the area from the brain to the scanner. So this is big, and this is going to be very, very big in the next decade because it has only been released in the United States in the last couple of years. If someone is looking for a doctor of napropathic medicine, what should they look for in the education and training? Well, you know, unfortunately we have one school. We're opening up another school here in, in the United States. Our first school was, of course, as I talked earlier, was the Chicago College, and then we had the National College of Naturopathic Medicine that opened up, and then the two of them combined back into the middle 70s called the Chicago National College of Naturopathy, and then recently, about five years ago, the name changed to the National College of Naturopathic Medicine. And we do have a school opening in New Mexico. New Mexico also licenses naturopaths. And we're looking forward to that school. However, naturopaths are very, very big in Europe. I mean, in Sweden, there are more naturopaths than chiropractors, if you could believe that. Interesting. Sweden and Finland, naturopathic medicine is just booming. Unfortunately, here in the United States, we it was always like the best-kept secret, even when I went to school back into the middle 70s, you had to have a sponsor to get you in, and nobody still wanted to kind of light up the Christmas tree, so to speak. They kept it a very big secret because they wanted to keep it small. Unfortunately, that was injurious because by become small, it you know chiropractic, massage therapy, osteopathy, physical therapy all began to you know bloom. However, we we were just kind of shut off from all that. So in books like your book that talks about naturopathic medicine shows a little bit about what our profession is all about. And we have sustained, you know, 101 years. So 
the school has been there, and we do have students, and, and we do have a working clinic, and we have every year we have many, many doctors that graduate, but of course, unfortunately, we only have one school here in the United States of America. And I'll tell you a little bit about my own story. I was studying to be an eye doctor at the time when I was from civics, and I had gone um, to head clinics. I had tried a chiropractor. I had gone to an osteopath. I had gone to uh, a physical therapist, a massage therapist, and no one seemed to be able to, you know, relieve me of my severe headaches. My headaches were so 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 terrible that suicide probably was the next step. I was in school. The headaches were getting worse and worse. I went to my family doctor, the guy that delivered me and the guy that took out my tonsils, who I hadn't seen in many, many years. And I sat down with him and I said, look, I'm taking probably 15 different medications here. I need drugs to get up in the morning, drugs to keep me going during the day, and drugs to put me to sleep at night. I said, I'm so tired of drugs and I still have this damn headache. What can we do? And he says to me, go to an apopath. And I says, I says, an apropath? What the heck's an apropath? And he says, they are people that work with ligaments, and you may just have a tight ligament in your neck that's causing you all this problem. And on the way home, I was amazed because as I was driving from the north side of the city to the south side of the city, I had seen at least six different signs that said, napropath. And I thought, <laughs> you know, here's a word that I've never seen before, and now I've seen it six times as I'm driving down the street. When I got home, I looked in the phone book and I saw that there was an apropath just a few miles away from my home. I picked up the phone and made an appointment. And I wasn't sure if this was a witch doctor or what kind of a doctor this was going to be. But I made the appointment. I went to his office. He was in the medical building, brought into an examining room after I filled out some forms. And he took a look at me and I told him the problem. And he laid me on, the, on his table, and he did a few stretches on my neck, and he said, okay, we'll see you uh, in two days. And I said, that's it? And he says, yeah, that's it. It was like a five-minute treatment. And I came home, and everybody had asked me, do you still have headaches? And I said, well, right now I don't. And I noticed that I wasn't taking my medicine, and uh, I, I didn't have pain. And when I went back to him on Thursday, he said, this, uh, the first visit was on Tuesday. When I went back on Thursday, he said, well, how are you feeling? I said, you know, the headaches are gone. He said, okay, we don't have to see you anymore. You're fine. And i got to tell you, to this day, I have never suffered another migraine. <laughs> so, you know, I said, if, if this works, I think I'd rather be an apropath and do this to other people to make them feel better than to sit behind a Faraker and say, better or worse, clearer, not clearer, because I don't think that was going to help as many people as I could by just doing this simple technique and relieving them of their severe pain. That's amazing. And as you said, the right therapy for the right person can do wonderful things. There's room for all of them. Dr. Chigowitz, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk with me about nephropathy tonight. Yes, and if anybody's interested, they can go to the college's website, which is napropathicmedicine.edu, and find out more about the science and field of napropathic medicine. You've been listening to the podcast edition of Unbreak Your Health, discovering the hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'll be back again next week with another edition, but to learn more about our guest today, please visit the podcast page at www.unbreakyourhealth.com. 
We'd love to hear from you about this program. Please send your questions and comments to info at unbreakyourhealth.com. This program is a joint production of Unbreak Your Health and Loving Healing Press. Thank you for listening. I'm Alan Smith, and I look forward to being with you again soon.